Five, four, three, two, one. Let's go. It's so, so true. I'm the storyteller, dropping the realness from my experience. HLS in the building, me and Boundaries, we ain't never been friends. Yeah, it's the logical genius. I don't think you're ready for this knowledge I'm about to drop. You are now listening to My Five Cents. My Five Cents. My Five Cents Podcast. And welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the My Five Cents Podcast, the family debate show where we have a topic. We think we know all the answers, but we got a judge that really makes the decision clear. And how are y'all feeling this week, fellas? I'm feeling like a champ. I don't know about y'all. <laughs> Oh boy, here we. You know, how do you respond to something nonsense? I mean, I don't know, like what he's Men drinking lie, sometimes. What is he drinking sometimes? You feel all this this confidence. Men I appreciate lie, the confidence. Lie, but... Numbers don't. Yeah, oh, yeah. Well, guys, I've been going through some things. I probably really? haven't shared everything, but yeah, going through a change at work. Not I might lose my job. I'm going to lose my job. Hopefully, I can reapply for it, but I'm going to lose my job. Got into a car accident, lost my car in that regard. Wow. Insurance company saying that I'm, it's twenty percent my fault, even though I got blindsided. And I was like, "Wait, wow. how does that even how does that even happen?" So I'm going through some things, which I guess delves into our topic, which is yeah. talking about overcoming adversity. Yeah, and our sounds guest, like you really need this episode. Oh, I yeah. need this episode, and I need the, the perfect person for you. And I need the wisdom of this guest right here because our guest was also involved in a tragic car accident that left him paralyzed from the chest down due to a driver suspected of texting while behind the wheel. Wow. This traumatic incident caused him to lose his football scholarship, but with faith, perseverance, and a year of intense physical therapy, he re-enrolled in school and graduated from the University of Memphis with a degree in computer science. Now, as a professional motivation speaker, our guest has shared his testimony of overcoming adversity, safe driving, importance of education, and faith-based living with ESPN, College Game Day, and to over 400 high schools, colleges, and businesses. Our guest is a world traveler, obtaining the nickname, the Wheelchair Nomad. He travels to many countries living life to the fullest, while also bringing awareness to accessibility issues in the travel industry. Please welcome our guest, Fletcher. Welcome, welcome, welcome. What it do? Fletcher. What's up, Fletcher? Thank you for being on the show. Hey, the wheelchair nomad, a.k.a. your girl's favorite Q. There we go. There we go. That's what I'm talking about right there. Thanks so much for joining us, Star man. It's great to have you. Glad to be here. Can't wait to jump into it. So we're gonna have a good time today. Yes, yeah, we yes, will. yes. So Fletcher, let me uh, kick you off with our icebreaker. What is your superpower, and how has it assisted you in your journey? Mm. My superpower, I would definitely say, has to be facing problems head on. Like I'm, I'm a glass half full, always seeing the positive in every situation. So. It's got me in trouble sometimes with like the dark humor, you know, at funerals, you know, you know, I remember my, my uncle passed away and my cousins, we back there 
making dark humor jokes like, at least we ain't got to buy no Christmas gifts this year. Oh. You know, just... <laughs> too soon, too soon. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, too soon, too soon, you know. But that laughter and that type of dark humor has made my, my family and I get on a lot of situations. So I think that's our, my superpower. Thank you. Thank you for answering that. With your story, and as I said, I've recently been in a car accident there and a cell phone was involved in that situation mm-hmm. too. The person okay. actually bumbled their phone and was reaching for it and burned through a stop sign and ended up colliding into me. And was it saying your fault? And yeah, and, and I'm like, wait, it's actually what happened was my son asked me a question and I turned to my right and that's when I saw, wow, there is a car that is about to hit us. And they said that I did not deploy any defensive driving techniques. So that's the 20% that I fall. See, you, you didn't play it right. You should have got out the car and hit him with the EZ. Oh, my neck. Oh, my neck. I played the whole thing, bro. I played the whole thing, bro. I should have been like, I didn't see nothing. All of a sudden, I'm on the side of the road. That's what I should have said. With the use of technology and technology in vehicles, and especially with our young people who are just attached to the phone, it, it's almost like from birth. And so now they're getting into these vehicles. How do you, in your mission, educate people in safe driving? Uh, So I do a a distracted driving activity when I'm giving my presentations. And I tell people all the time, the human brain cannot do two cognitive skills effectively at the same time. It is impossible for your brain to do two things that require it to think simultaneously. And the demonstration I do is some simplistic is to take a utensil with your left hand and a writing utensil with your right hand. And for with your left hand, write your first name and with your right hand, write your last name at the same time. You know, and people realize like, you know, you're writing, like for me, it'll be, you know, Fletcher Cleave. So like writing the F and then writing the C, you're writing them one at a time because your brain's like, something has to be first. Yeah, I can't do both at the same time. Now what your brain can do is switch between tasks so fast that it gives the illusion that it's happening at the same time. The human brain is not good at multitasking. What it is good at is switching between tasks so fast that it's like, okay, I'm doing this at the same time, and you're not. So you're saying that multitasking is a lie? Yes, it's a lie. It's a lie. It's a lie. Even the term like computer programming, multi-programming, and all this stuff, computers don't even do it at the same time. They just switch extremely fast, and it gives the illusion that it's happening simultaneously. Wow. I keep on trying to tell HLS that he doesn't know how to multitask, and he's like, I can, but... No, you can't. No. If, anything that requires your brain. it's against the laws of nature. Mm-hmm. Well, like you can walk and like chew gum because your brain doesn't need to think to walk. It's like inadvertently, you know, it's easy. But like do math and write cursive or two things that requires your brain to think. You can't do it. Mm. Wow. it. So all of those it. women out there that are like, I'm good multitaskers. <laughs> and as they're talking to you and they're doing something else, really, they're not paying you any mind and they're actually doing the task at hand. Wow. Mm-hmm. One of those oh, things oh, is going to suffer. <laughs> Either she's going to be listening to you too hard and add, and mess up on her typing or add too much salt to the to cookies she's trying to do or whatever the case may be. Or she trying to she focusing too much on cooking and ain't really listening to what you're talking about. Understood. Listen, I, I use this argument at work when people are like, oh, can you multitask? Like, no. I cannot. Impossible. I can't multitask. So don't ask me to. I won't do it. it. Yeah. So I'll try to use that logic and, you know, let, you know, this younger generation know, because as you mentioned, yeah, we are attached 
to technology when it comes to smartwatches and smartphones and yeah. everything, and all these different apps, the TikTok, the threads, the Instagram, the Twitter, you know, all this stuff that keeps us connected to each other. And that sense of connection has become addicting. Yeah, this is true. So let me ask you, Fletcher, being your background's in IT as well, right? I'm an IT guy. And with all this technology, as you mentioned, that are coming up, like, will we ever get to a point where there is no such thing as distracted driving, right? I feel like even before technology, distracting driving, distracted drivers was always the case, right? Even if you say it wasn't text driving, right? I'm not texting somebody. Most people now rely on their phones for, for Google Maps or whatever map they're using, and they're touching it here, left, right, playing music. Even if you go back 50 years before, you know, cell phones were invented or longer, where people were driving with, I remember I was doing this with, like, printed out MapQuest directions. And I'm driving, yeah. picking up pieces of paper, trying to flip through and look at my mm-hmm. directions. And then even before that, people had roadmaps. So it's like one of those things where it's like it's never going away. Is there anything do you think from a technology perspective that could help alleviate some of that distraction? I think that it, it would never be 100% no distractions because it's just virtually impossible. But yeah. the, the job is or the goal is to eliminate unnecessary distractions. So things you can't avoid like texting or talking on the phone and things of that nature. There are three types of distracted driving. Number one is manual distracted driving. That's when you take your hands off the wheel. So anything that requires you to take your hands off the wheel, boom manual distracted driving. Number two is visual distracted driving. That's anything that takes your eyes off the road. Anything you take your eyes off the road, you might be driving and see a pretty lady walking down the street. You're like, dang. (laughs) (laughs) Visual distracted driving, right? You're not looking at the road. And number three, which I think is one of the most dangerous, and I've been guilty of before, before I became, you know, aware of the situations, is cognitive distracted driving. And that is though your hands are on the wheel and your eyes on the road, you're not mentally focused on driving. So you drive in and you like, man, I wonder what time the game come on. I wonder I gotta, what I got to do when I get to work. What time yeah. does she say to be ready? Right. And before you know it, you're like, how I get way to exit 37? I was supposed to get off two exits ago. Yeah. 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 Like you just zoned yeah. out. Like you're not really paying attention. And so, you know, to answer your question, Logic, is not really much that I think that can be happening to eliminate 100% of distractions because you're going to have to listen to the GPS. Or, you know, yeah. But you can eliminate it versus looking down, put it put the sound on so you don't have to, you know, take your eyes off the road. So but there's going to be some distractions, but the objective is to eliminate unnecessary distractions. Minimize all that stuff as exactly. much as you can. And it was crazy as like all those three types of distracted driving that you mentioned, basically using the phone applies to all three, right? You're, mm-hmm. you're taking your hands off the wheel and you're picking up your phone. Uh, your eyes are not looking at the road. You're looking at your phone and you're, trying to process the text message or whatever it is you're looking at. So your mind's not paying attention to the world. Is that, like that's a, what that calls me. My TED talk is entitled uh, The World's Smallest Slot Machine, yeah. which in essence is talking about a cell phone of how addictive it, how it has become to society. Yeah. Well, and, and can you actually get into that a little bit? Because I watched that TED talk, the Memphis mm-hmm. TED talk, and everyone who hasn't seen it, it's on your website, it's on YouTube. But can you quickly go into that concept of it being a, a slot machine? Yeah, I was doing a presentation with uh, some... MIT guys or whatever college they were from, some super smart individuals, right? And they did a study that said that in essence, when you get a notification, because society has been trained to be connected to technology so badly that it gives off endorphins out of your mind as if, same as drugs or if you were hitting the jackpot. So, you know, and we've done it before where you might have been in another room and 
your phone ring. You might, yep. my phone ringing. Like, I mean, hurry up and go get it. Let me see. Yeah, you get to go. Yeah. Because the fear of not being connected or missing a call runs yep. through our brains, and your brain sets off endorphins. It's like jackpot. Got to go get it. So every time you get a notification, every time you get a, a call, every time you get an email, bling, especially if you're waiting on it. Like if you know you just a, did a job interview and you wait on an email, any email sound you get, what was that? What was that? You immediately going to check it. Yeah. Just like you hit a jackpot. Ding. So in essence. It's entitled, our cell phone's the world's smallest slot machine. Wow. Yeah. Oh. I know for myself, Pavlov's dog, right, in the ringing. That's why I keep my cell phone on silent all the time. Ladies think it's because, like, I'm trying to be shady or there's something going on. It's not really that. It's, I don't want to be sure about that. that. Are you sure about I'm that? I'm 100% sure about that. 100%? 100% sure about that. So my my issue is people are so drawn to that phone that they haven't created a boundary so that's my way of how i can create a boundary from being a slave to the phone is that slave to the phone i mean you've been at dinner or on a date or something and let's say you, you don't have your phone on sound you got it flipped over and it goes off once bring you might ignore it once bring twice the third time you're like excuse me let me check this so like you gotta know what's going on so you know put it on silent or if you have the um not audacity but if you have like the braveness or the mindset to turn your phone off if you can turn your phone a lot of people can't do it just turn their phone off but if you can i would say just turn your phone off a couple hours a day i try to put my phone on silent especially if i'm doing something i know needs 100 percent concentration yeah. but it's tough it ain't easy for me either yeah i get it so you're also a motivational speaker which is you know it takes a certain kind of person to, to be able to motivate a large group but with that said what are some of your keys to connect with the audience right like even at work sometimes i could be talking to someone and i feel like mm -hmm. they're off in space with a large group it's, it's much different because you're really talking to the group but you're trying to individualize it as well what are some of your, yeah. your keys to be successful in that knowing my audience so let's say if i'm talking to a group of high school students mm -hmm. they listen to quote unquote adults all day long, you know, teachers. And so I try not to go out there with the clear eyes and dry <laughs> eyes, you know, the monotone. So I'm like, yeah, yeah. you know, a hot song that's out or a, a TikTok quote that might be out with it be like, okay, this dude, he kind of hip, you know, I might come up to wake y'all ass. So what's y'all, but you know, you know, of course I ask a principal or whatever. And I'd be like, dude, this dude came out and said, wake y'all ass up, you know? Yeah. You know, so there's that type of, you know, connectivity or if I'm talking to like a group of parents or whatever, I just try to come out with high energy and just try to be relatable and understand like, hey, I get it. I know what you're going through. I know some of y'all might want to unwind with a glass of wine, but it's important to whatever, whoever I'm speaking to. Just try to connect to your audience and just try to be authentic. Man, I just I might go out there and stutter, but one thing you're going to get is authentic flesh. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be me. I'm going to speak my language and I'm going to give you some motivation. Yeah, that's dope. How do you how did you decide that was something you you was it something you wanted to do or was it something you felt you had to do given your situation your story you wanted to share like what ultimately motivated you to kind of want to do this and share your message with everyone So I didn't want to do it at first I just was doing it and people were being inspired so I was just being me and telling my story and people were like you're such an inspiration I was like oh okay I'm just telling y'all what happened I ain't mean to be <laughs> Yeah, I was just telling you my life, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I got in a car crash. I went back to school. I got a job, and I didn't want to give up. I wanted to travel. And I was like, that's such inspiration. And I'm like, okay, well, if you say so. <laughs> and so it started out with me speaking to, like, local community centers. You know, hey, 
my son's a, in the eighth grade youth camp. Can you come give his team a little motivation? You know, are y'all stay in school? You know, as y'all can see, my you know, I'm in a wheelchair. I played football. I was just like you at your age. I you know, I did all that. And then there was such. Can you come speak to my church youth group? Hey y'all, I was just like y'all at a young age, and it just snowballed to, and I perfected my craft from there to high schools to colleges, and then I was like, you know what? Let me try to really put together a speech and formulate ideas and a plan and quotes and see how it plays out. So I did that, and then it, they people look, they do that was great, that was fantastic, and I remember starting out, I just wanted, hey, just donate to like I don't want to charge y'all to tell my story, like it's easy work. Like, you just be out there and talk about me. That's easy. Just donate whatever you can donate. So I was getting, like, $50 here, $60 there, you know, whatever, $100 here, $50, $60 here, there. And then one of my homeboys I met during – I was volunteering. He was getting paid. Okay. And I'm like, oh, yeah, he was a speaker. And he was like, dude, that was a phenomenal presentation. And he was like, how long have you been speaking? I was like, two, three years. He was like, really? How much do you charge? I was like, I don't. I mean, we was in Denver at the time. He was like, you didn't get paid to come here? I was like, no. Nah. I told him if he just buys my flight, my hotel, I come do it for free. He was like, Fletch, are you are you an idiot? <laughs> I was like, what do you mean? He was like, dude, you have an AT&T commercial out. You've been to colleges. You've done this. That's a resume. I was yeah, like, that's resume. out of curiosity. How much you think? I was, he was like, if I was you, 4000 I was like, dollars? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, really? For real? And I'm out here for free hotel rooms and flights? <laughs> he was like, yeah, dude. I was like, how much you getting paid? He was like, that ain't important. No way. <laughs> like, for real, I could be getting paid four racks and get out here and talk about myself. He was like, yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like, yeah, my first time, I'll never forget. So I, I took his word. I was like, man, ain't nobody going to pay me no $4,000. I was like, let me just start off with like a thousand. And there was Ohio State University. They called me and they was like, hey, we want you to come get your presentation. I'm like, cool. It was like, what is your per diem and your honorarium? I was like, well, just pay for my flight and travel, of course. It was like, yeah. And he's like, how much uh, do you typically charge? I was like, give me a thousand dollars. They sent me the money that day. Ah. I was like, that's wow. That's a tax write off for them. Tax write off. Like like, yeah. He almost laughed. Like, that's it? Here, yeah. take it. I can, I, can I can Venmo you that right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. My boy was like, dude, you should have charged Ohio State at least like eight racks. I was like, shit. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I just wasn't, you know, it was just crazy. But go ahead. Yeah, so I, I'm definitely about full circle moments. And you had a football scholarship. Mm-hmm. And you had this event that happened. Was it in your mind? Did you put it as a focal point? Like, I'm going to get on ESPN? Well, being an athlete, you know, of course, ESPN and top 10 is always the goal, right? Yes. But I never thought that, you know, when I was playing, of course, that was, hey, I'm going to be the best. I'm going to do the best. Whatever happens, it happens, right? Because in football, is like they said all the time, no matter how good, no matter where you are, if you are good, they're going to find you. So I didn't care about going to a smaller college. I didn't care about all that. My goal was get out there and just, get buckets, so to speak, or score touchdowns, get catches. That was my – but when I got the opportunity to be on ESPN, it was actually a surprise, and I was like – I was so excited. Okay. Well, we're about to go get some buckets right now. We're about to transition to the next portion of the show. And Logical Genius, please explain to our guest, Fletcher, what's about to happen next. All right, Fletcher. We're going to have some more fun, and we're going to have a little debate. HLS, Social Juve, and myself, we're going to present to you our list of the top five ways to 
to overcome adversity. We heard your story. Our listeners heard your story and you are the poster child for overcoming adversity. Mm -hmm. But we want to know if we are right and we need your help, your expertise and your knowledge to decide which one of us is right. Because we, we, right. we, we love to argue, we love to debate, but we need a winner. Okay. I'll... So what we're going to do is, again, present our list to you. You get to go, you get to decide who goes first in the order in which we present. And then after we present, you're going to have to decide who's in third place and who's in first place, because we do not care about second place. Why HLS? Second place is the first loser. Exactly. That, there you go. So Fletcher. HLS mm -hmm. is going to explain to you the criteria for judging. Fletcher, you're a smart man. The criteria is there is no criteria. None. All right. You might choose me because I used to play football too. You did you really? Or you play like youth wide? <laughs> <laughs> I play football really well in the seventh grade. I play O line. If you don't get <laughs> Thank, thank you, Fletcher. He thinks because he played Madden a few years. He's like this actor. Yeah, he wasn't even a good Madden player on top yeah, of that. Madden 93 was my jam. <laughs> <laughs> you might pick me, Fletcher, because my list makes the most sense. I'm going to tell you right now, I ain't going to pick you because you got a wrestling bill in the background. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is the My Five Cents wrestling bill. Just know the champ is here. Oh, hey, Fletcher, you might pick the list that's the most logical because... People in the IT world, we love our logic. Okay, okay. Let's see what we got. Let me hear. Let me hear. Who's going first? Oh, wait. I get to pick who go first, Yeah, right? you get to decide. That's your first, really first act as judge. Right, um, let me see. Mr. HLS, what you got for me? Okay. Here we go, Fletcher. This is my five cents on ways to mm -hmm. overcome adversity. And number five, use your setbacks for setups, right? Analyze what went wrong. Use those lessons and apply them for the future. You know, you didn't come this far to just come this far. Mm -hmm. And before, I said it before in a previous episode, and I'm a huge proponent of it. You have to craft your circle, right? You need positive people around you. You need people to encourage you to push you when you feel like you can't do anymore. You need that little voice in your ear or that friend or that coach or that motivator. Craft your circle. Number three, be patient and set your path. A journey of a thousand miles begins with the first step, so you have to take that first step. Mm -hmm. Whenever possible, break down those challenges into smaller pieces and tackle those challenges step by step by step. And number two, take a break. Give yourself a chance to, to recoup. Use that time to give yourself positive affirmations. Analyze that situation and then believe in your ability to overcome whatever challenges you may face. And number one, Keep a positive attitude. There's always a silver lining. If you get down on yourself, you'll never be able to chance to overcome that, that, that adversity. And that, Fletcher, quick and easy, that's my five cents. All right. Do I critique each one after or wait till everybody's done? We, we can go after. I mean, that was a pretty good Google search list, I think. But well, Yeah, we'll, we'll wait till everybody's done. We'll get the cross-examination. <laughs> okay, okay. Who do you want to go next, Fletcher? Uh, hit me with a logic. All right, you heard HLS's chat GPT Google search list. Uh, I don't know where you got it from, but you know, pretty quick and easy, like he said. At number five, Fletcher, I think the first thing you have to do is change your state of mind, right? You, you, your thoughts define who you are, 
right? <laughs> people believe in what you, you, when you tell yourself a certain thing over and over again, you start to believe it. So you have to change your state of mind and be more optimistic and tell yourself all the good things that are in your life, all the positive things in your life and not worry about the negative thing because of the adversity you're dealing with. So I think that number five, you have to start there. And number four, I agree with HLS, actually. You do have to surround yourself with positive people. Not only do you have to have positive mindset on your end, be optimistic, you need to have others reinforce that within you because we, we are humans, are social animals. And as much as we like to admit it or not, we listen to others and we act accordingly based on what others think of us. So some do it worse than others. Some are better at controlling it. But if you have that positive energy with the positive people around you, that'll help you out. You don't want that negativity. You don't want telling someone telling you, you can't do this or you shouldn't do that because you need that positive in your life to, to overcome the adversity. And number three, and I'm glad you mentioned this in, in your story and you show a lot of it is you have to find the humor in life, right? In your situation, right? You talk about dark humor because there's something to be, to laughter. There's something to, to laugh at certain things in your life because it, it's not only just a good thing to laugh because who doesn't want to laugh, but it does something for you chemically. You know, it triggers certain hormones in you to help relieve stress. There's been research on that, that laughter is almost like a form of medicine or a type of medicine for you because mm -hmm. it's good for you. At number two, you mentioned this, and, and this was mentioned in your bio, is you have to have faith. If Whether it's faith in a higher power, uh, and if you don't have that, certainly faith in yourself, right? You have to believe that you can overcome whatever it is you're dealing with, that, that no one else is going to believe in you more than you, right? You have to have that faith in yourself that you will overcome whatever it is that you might be dealing with um, and, and see the light at the end of the tunnel. And that number one for me is acceptance, right? You, you have to accept your situation, right? What, what's done is done. If I can quote you know, one of our boys, what's done is done. You can't change something that's happened in the past, right? You can't undo anything. So anything that you do now isn't going to change anything that you, that's already happening. So you have to accept that in order for you to move on because you dwell on it too much you're going to constantly keep yourself in that state of mind, that mindset, and you need to have acceptance in your situation before you can progress on and better your situation. Mm -hmm. sure that is my five cents. All right. You going to say it in the chat too as well? Yep. All right. What you got for me, so-so? Oh, man. You just listened to Logical Genius just regurgitate your bio. So let's go ahead and get to my <laughs> list right there. At okay. number five. You got to have awareness of the challenge or the hard time. I think a lot of times people aren't even aware of the level of maybe the state of depression or the hard time that they're actually going through, which creates a challenge for them to get out of that hard time. At number four, and I am criminal when it comes to this, is do not suffer in silence. And I tend to do that. You never know when someone else, whether it is your peer, that could potentially unlock what is actually going on with you. Mm -hmm. At number three, explore your options. In particular, use writing. Write down where you are at. Write down where you want to be. Write down the steps to get to where you want to be. So definitely you have to explore your options mm -hmm. in trying to overcome that adversity. 
And number two, because you wrote down these things, you're going to start developing healthy routines. You want to work towards developing healthy routines. So whether it is getting into the gym, whether it is exercising, whatever it may be, start developing healthy routines and positive things are going to happen to you. And at number one, you know the song by Journey, Don't Stop Believing. You just can't stop mm-hmm. believing. So it is definitely similar. Keep the faith, whatever your faith is. Keep that faith in you. Keep that faith in God in my situation. But don't stop believing. And that right there, Fletcher, is my five cents. So what's the problem? HLS, you hear that? What's you hear that, HLS? What is that? I, I think it was a garbage truck backing up with social juice list. Uh, I don't, what? I don't, get, what was that? Get, get, yeah. that, that, that oh, okay. No, that's actually the Brinks truck giving me my back. Yeah. That's what that yeah. is. That's actually my Brinks get truck. Money. Get money. Get money. That's Tell good. Me. So, Fletcher, we're going to get into a little bit session that we call cross-examination. So do you okay. have anything or any questions that you have of us to clarify from our list? So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna start with the for HLS, the the craft your your support circle. Yeah. I, number one, well, I think Logic has something similar as well. I believe so. So I'm yeah. gonna tackle two bits on one song with that one. So I, I I agree about crafting your circle because I think you are a a collectiveness of the five most people you hang around. Mm. So you are, you are that. I agree with you, but. Honestly, what I don't agree with, so, well, this is just for me, just for yeah. me. Okay. And this might be a stab at my own career. I don't need to be motivated through words because if you need to be, if you need to be motivated through words, that means you don't understand how important the task is. Like people, like you don't have to understand, like for instance, I don't know if you have children. If your child was in a burning building, nobody would have to motivate you to go get hurt or him, you know? Mm-hmm. You know like, mm-hmm. Hey, HLS, you really got it. I'm telling you, you can do it, man. You yeah. in the nature. You boom. I'm going. You don't gotta tell me to get out of my way. You know, and that's how I feel like I, when I was going through my situation. I didn't need my therapist to tell me, Fletcher, this is really. I know it's important because I don't want to be in no hospital. <laughs> it's that's just me. My it's me personally. Yeah, I know that makes perfect sense. And and I think to your point, for at least for me, it's a mixture of both, right? You know, as you said, I used to play sports when I was younger, and I remember I was a senior and I was getting ready for the state meet in high school. And there's something steak wrong. meat like eating steak. No, state, state. Oh, okay. The best in the state. You can eat some steak. No, the best in the mm-hmm. state. And I remember my hamstring felt a little wonky. It felt a little wonky, and I, I, I don't know if it was nerves or whatever the case may be. And my coach, uh, my coach Ray Kondracki, shout out to Ray Kondracki. He wrote a note, and he slipped it to me. And just on that note, I put it in my pocket, and and I ran the race. And it was, you know, it wasn't the best race of my life, but whatever troubles I, I think I, I was, whatever doubt I had in myself in that moment, my coach just gave me the inspiration to to say, you know, put it out your mm-hmm. mind and just go. You made it here what for did, a reason. What did the note say? You know what? No. I, I still have it. I still have it in a folder. I don't remember what it said, but I still have it in a folder somewhere. I, I question because <laughs> it wasn't your best race. So was it like you suck? Like what was, what was this note? We, we want to know what the note is. If we can pause the recording, go get it. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I, I think you bring up a valid point, Fletcher. And I think, and that's why, like, in the order in which I have my list, I have it lower than something like faith, mm-hmm. right? Believing in yourself, because that's 
number one priority. That's that you have to be your own motivator. You have to drive yourself more than anyone else, right? No one's going to drive me more than me, me driving myself. Uh, like mm-hmm. that helps, but I think that's just the positive reinforcement that'll help, you know, cheer you up. I mean, people like hearing praises from their peers or from their family sure. member because it brings you up, you know, it just makes you feel good as opposed to the opposite of people knocking you down, right? You don't want to hear that. No, that yeah. So some people can be a motivational factor. I'm going to prove you wrong. But some people, depending on how you are, can take it a certain way and, and, and let it drive into their, you know, to their hearts and, and their, their emotions and take it, you know, in, in the opposite direction. See, I'm the, see, I, I might be a different animal. See, I'm a different, I want to tell me I suck because oh, yeah, yeah. the worst thing you can do is tell me no. Cause now I'm going to make my destiny to prove you wrong. You know? Yeah. Cause and that's probably, you know what it is. It's, it's the sports yeah. in you probably, because I know a lot, like I, I played sports in high school as well. I think the competitive nature in you, like, I want to prove you wrong. Like Charles yeah, like, Barkley says this all the time, right. When they talk about basketball and I'm a huge basketball fan, he's like, why do, why do athletes, why do NBA professional athletes need motivation? Right. Why you don't, they don't need motivation that you're there. You're a professional athlete. You have that motivation to be the best you can be. In your profession mm-hmm. because you are a one percent of a population that you get to do what you love to do and get paid for it mm-hmm. right so wh- why do you need extra motivation you should have your own motivation there you go and i also want to say when it comes to picking your circle if you are the most successful person in your circle your circle is too small facts so you got to surround yourself with people that are doing better than you so you can you know elevate and have that competition yep you know so like I said, tell me I suck. Tell me I didn't do a good job. <laughs> Agreed. Now Agreed. I'm gonna, so, all right, boom. So, with that, let me just go to logic list. I think I did something. Let me pick something specific from here. Change the state of mind. Be optimistic. I like that one. Surround yourself with people. We just typed on that. I really like the humor. The humor is a big, the big have to, man. for me. Have to. Of course, the faith. Faith, faith is, a, is a big one for me as well. Let me see. So-so. Awareness of the challenge. Of a hard time. Do not suffer in silence. I like that one, especially with mental health being a, a bigger focal point in today's society. Shout out yeah. to people who are going through things and do, do not need to suffer in silence. Please go get your help. It's, no, it's okay to not be okay. That's for your options. Yeah, it is. Develop healthy routines. You're right. Develop the healthy habits. Don't stop believing. That's probably the best thing on your list. Don't stop believing. Don't stop believing. I'm not... Writing to explore options, you know, if that works for you, like I said, it's not something I don't I have to do, so to speak, but that works for you. So I think I didn't cross-examine. I think I didn't hear some good points on everybody's list. It's, it's time to choose, or we got something else we got to go to. Well, real quick, let me ask, HLS, do you have anything for cross-examination? Yeah, logical genius. Uh, real quick. Of course he comes one. at me. He knows it's the best list, of course. No, no, number one, acceptance. What, what are you accepting? Are you accepting your fate? you accepting that you have to do something different? Your, your situation. I'm I'm a big I'm a big believer in. You can only control the things you can't control, right? If if things are outside of your control, there's nothing you can do about it. And and if if you are in a situation where things are out of your control, and you no matter what you do, you can't impact that situation. It is what it is, right? You you have to get you have to accept it. You have to accept it. I got fired from my job, right? I got fired. I there's nothing. I, I did all that I can do. My best job. Regardless, they still fired me. There was nothing more for me to do. You can dwell on it and say, well, I should have done this or I should have done that. Or maybe if I did this or maybe I did that. No, you have to accept your situation and then try to move on from that. Because if you can't accept it, whether you agree with it or not, 
you're gonna dwell on it for too long and and it's gonna it's gonna mess with you emotionally physically and you have to be able to close that chapter and, and move on with the rest of your life that's so that's what i mean by acceptance it's just accepting your situation for what it is because there's no way you can't go back in time to change it right? there's no way for you to go back in time to change it. so that's what i meant by acceptance interesting interesting i feel like if if mandela accepted his fate that he's in prison he wouldn't have got out and done something different. Like that, I understand what you're trying to say, but I feel like that that acceptance is like a fine line. It's very fine line. Yeah. Damn, that was a good one. I didn't think about that. Well, that's why we're here. That's why we're here. <laughs> these are these are things you need to consider when you're deciding this list. Yes, when you're judging okay. the list. Yes, logical genius. Did you have anything for cross examination? Yeah, I, I guess I would probably so so with with you. I would agree with. Fletcher on number three. Was that the one you said writing or something like that? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Number three, writing. writing. Yeah. I guess that could work for you if that's something you enjoy to do, like if that's an avenue for you to take. But if, if we're talking about like a list that everyone can do and, and every, that would work for everyone, like if we're talking about the top five things of all time that you can do to overcome, I don't know if I would say that would be a top five for me. Like it is an avenue. I would maybe say top ten if you like writing, if you're into writing. But I wouldn't put that as my my like in my top five. Yeah, it's not about whether or not you like writing. It's really about providing yourself an outline and structure to no matter what it is that you're doing, right? So people don't go out and play football. Someone has written a playbook before you go out there on the field. So sometimes you have to outline what it is, see the bigger picture. All right, and these are the steps that I'm going to take. I'm going to do a post route as opposed to just, you know, taking the fly. So it's like you have to, you have to kind of, and I can't say have to, what works best, especially when you have a lot of thoughts out there and can help you clarify your thoughts, is writing it down and creating your playbook on how you're going to get over this adversity. Yeah, like I said, I, I don't necessarily disagree with it. I just wouldn't have it in the top five. That's all from my perspective. You're right. You, it, it helps. I've certainly done that on my end. But some people don't need to write anything down and they can just mentally track things and do it that way. And that's why you would throw an interception. So my cross-examination, yeah, cross actually, HLS kind of took care of that piece. Uh, I had the same thing with your acceptance. And I think HLS, he, he made the point quite clear. So... Fletcher. I don't think he did. This is where we're at. It's decision time. We want to know who is in third place. Last, I am, man. My boy threw me a curveball with that acceptance one with the Mandela. That was a good. That was a good statement. That was a good statement. But third place, I'm gonna have to ride with Soso. What? <laughs> Soso man, lose. My man yeah. Soso lose, ladies and gentlemen. I mean, like. Don't get me wrong. It's just, it's just, it's not for me. Like you know, the things I don't like suffering in silence wasn't really a big thing for me. Writing and to explore options not really my thing. But if that works for you. Don't you know? Don't get me wrong. Do do what's do what's best for you. Okay. Where is the challenge? Shout out to the mental health and how many people suffering in silence. <laughs> we everybody out and then that. What? Oh. Hey. Like I said, if that's what you go through. That night, no, no shame in your game. All right, Fletcher. It is game time, decision time. Mm. You gave us number three, third place loser identified. 
We don't care about number two. We need to know who has the best list. Which list are you rocking with? Numero uno. Hmm. I'm going to say this. I'm going to give one last critique. HLS to take a break and use that time to plan and believe in yourself. I'm not a big fan of that one because I feel like once you stop, it's hard to start. Mm. So like, but if you need, you know, I'm not saying overexert yourself, but you know, a break can turn, you know, you know what I'm going to say, I'm going to take a break from college. I'm going to take a break from, I'm going to take a sabbatical. It might be hard to start back. So I'm going to go ahead and get logic number one. Well, Even hold, though on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. He said logic. What do you mean? Why are we going to hold on? I want to try to cut him off the line step, but he was line stepping on the judgment. Look at that. The reason acceptance was a big one because I too had to, when I was going through what I was going through, I remember being in the hospital and accepting like, all right, Pledge, you paralyzed. I used time to accept it. There's, I tell you all the time, there's a time people ask me why I don't do therapy anymore. There's a time in everybody who suffers a permanent disability of life where they have to make a choice. Do I continue therapy and just do therapy eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, you know, collect the check, stay with my, my roommate, have a roommate, don't really get, you know, a fulfilled job, or do I accept my situation and live my life? And I chose the latter. I chose to say, you know what? I'm not saying I would never walk again, but I'm not going to wait around for it to happen. I'm going to still live this life and do what I need to do and get out there and grab life by the horn, so to speak. So that acceptance one that I can resonate, but the yeah. Mandela thing, you threw me a curveball with that one. Yeah, it was cute. With the Mandela thing, it was kind of cute. But you know what? I, I think even if you asked him if he was still alive, that he accepted his situation in terms of, I'm here. This is where I'm at now. What's next? How do I get out of it? How do I figure out my situation to move on? What's, you know, have my faith, all these other things. But no, you, I, he, I completely disagree. No, I completely disagree. It's, it's, it's a fact. He was put in jail. That's a fact. There's nothing no, he can do about yeah, it. I was say, there might be a difference between accepting the reality versus accepting the situation. Yeah. And the reality is he was put in jail. That and is and, and he, had no, he had no control over that. He had no control over that. He was put in there wrongfully. And he just, he, it, it was something he had to move on from. All right. But Fletcher, you made the perfect choice. You made the logical choice. My, no. my IT brethren. I mean, uh, that's that's it. That's how we think. We operate in logic. All right, but at least you did better than Sosa. <laughs> <laughs> at least you were, the first, you were the first to lose, though. Like, the glass is always half full. There you go. There you go. There you go. I'm going to have to make it make sense at some point with this. So, Fletcher, we want to know, what is your five cents on the topic? So, a lot of things you all touched on, for sure, for sure. So, I would have to say, no particular order, I'm going to just start it for number five, is start your day off with something you enjoy with something positive. So for instance, me, I start my day off with music and words of affirmation as far as to myself, like, hey, today's going to be a good day. Today's going to be a good day. Today's going to be a good day. And then boom, I hit the radio. I'm turning on the music. It might be some Michael Jackson. It might be some Drake. It might be some Isaac Brothers. Just something you enjoy. So that just take 10 minutes to wake up a little early and meditate or read a book or something you enjoy doing to start your day off in a positive manner. Number two, I would say set goals. So you have to set goals. You have to have a plan. You have to know where you're headed. You have to understand that, like you said, I like the playbook situation. They're out there just playing football. Somebody went out there and formulated a plan. That was, that was, that was a good one. So set a goal. Number three is to have a plan for that goal. 
And so, like, because you can have a goal, I think Herm Edwards said it the best, uh, a goal without a plan is a wish. So you can have all the goals you want, but if you ain't got no plan, it, it don't matter. So have these goals, have a plan to execute those goals. Number four would be, I think, surrounding yourself with more people more successful than yourself. So like I said, if you are the most successful person in your circle, your circle's too small. Because it's easy to get complacent when everybody's telling you you're doing a good job. When everybody thinks you're the man, it's easy to, well, what, what do I need to do? Why, why do I need to keep going? I'm already, that. everybody already looks up to me. I already make more money than all my friends. I already look better than all of them. I got the best looking girl, whatever the case may be. You know, so, but then you get complacent. So that's why you got to expand yourself and surround yourself with people who are doing better than you. So you can have, you know, the drive to continuously go. And lastly, I would say is you got to have fun, man. You got to laugh. You got to, no matter what you do, no matter whatever you are in life, if you ain't laughing, if you ain't having fun, then what, what are you doing? Well, I think laughter is the medicine of the soul. It gets you through a lot of situations. And, you know, it's just, just have fun. Bro. You got to laugh and just kick it, have fun, make time to enjoy yourself. We're here, we're here for a good time, not a long time. True. <laughs> there you go. There you go. That's a great list. So we go ahead and we take a tally from our social media. And Logical Genius, go ahead and break down what is the People's Poll this week. All right, Fletcher. We, we reached out to our listeners and to our social media yeah. and, and asked you know, what our listeners and, and what our fans think. And we have a top five of all the people that responded. In no particular order was positive people, you know, surrounding yourself with positive, positive people, similar to what mm-hmm. I think all three of us said, you had a different take on it, slightly different take on it, but part of mm-hmm. it, part of surrounding yourself with the right people. The other one is prayer, faith. Mm-hmm. So if, if you have fair, if you have faith and you pray, you know, that people you know, thought that was, was something that could be useful and helpful. Meditation came up. Mm. Um, and I guess there's something to be said. I started doing that years ago to kind of clear my mind and get the noise out of my mind. And I, I found, you know, benefits of meditation. Number three or three would be self-love. I guess confidence and kind of what we were talking about, self-love in yourself. And the other one would be celebrate the win. I like that. I like celebrate wins, I should say. So I guess look for, for any wins or small wins in your life that you can be joyful about mm, hold and, on now celebrate the wins uh, I'm, I'm a little iffy on that one i'm a little iffy on that one. Well, why are you iffy about it so i'll tell you i'll tell you so first let me go back to the uh, what was the one before that that was self-love and one more i think meditation i think meditation oh, yeah. yeah meditation so Meditation. i had to understand that meditation doesn't mean sitting in a dark room and humming yeah. right so for me, my meditation is in the shower with the music blasting, like just grooving and the boom. That's my, okay, get my day. So I had to understand that. So I like the meditation, but it doesn't mean sitting in the dark room. And, mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah, there's a misconception of meditation. It, it's yeah, whatever yeah. process you use to kind of clear your mind. That's, mm-hmm. that's what meditation is about. It's about so clearing I, your mind and focusing, you know, whatever it is on, on the positive parts of your life. Okay. And celebrating the win. So, so, so what you ask, so. I got a, a tough one on that one because I'm not a firm believer of celebrating things you're supposed to do. So, like, if, if, if a big win, like, okay, like, we can celebrate the big, big wins, but, hey, I got an A on my math test. But what what you supposed to do? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, I think Kobe said it, like, said it, like, that was like, are you happy with winning game three? Job's not finished. Job's not done. Job's not done. Oh. So, what, what is there to be happy about? 
So it's like, I'm not where I want to be in life. And, and that is a, a thin line because one of my therapists hit me with this one time. And she said, if, let me say exactly how to put it. It's like people who are always striving for better will never be complacent because no matter where you are in life, you're never happy. So sometimes you have to be happy, look around and realize like, I prayed for this six years ago instead of always looking for the next thing to accomplish. Like it's good to be hungry. It's good to be, you know, or like got that dog in you, but sometimes take a step back and be appreciative for what you got right now. So it's a thin line, but like, I'm not a big, I'm not a big believer of celebrating things you're supposed to do. Yeah. Like I think Chris Rock said it like men say, I pay my child support. I take care of my kids. Yep. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. But hey, that's, whatever works for you, you know. Yeah, that's that's what the people said. Thank you for that logical genius. Now, Fletcher, if people wanted to follow your journey or maybe even listen to some of these TED talks that you have out there, or even mm-hmm. follow you on social media, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, you can find me at www.fletcherclees.com. You can check out my TED Talk, my ESPN commercial. All my socials are there, more about my story. You can order some merch. You can order my book. I am my Amazon best-selling author. You nice. can book me for a presentation. You know, so just go to fletcherclees.com and you know, move around, groove around, and hopefully find something you like. And just know yes, that yesterday's price is not today's, today's price. I want to clarify because you said a thousand before, and the people are going to be booking you. They they need to know yesterday's price. That thousand dollar story was 2017. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> With inflation and all of that. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, 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 it's and then that was that. before the TED talk, that was before the commercial, that was before the. <laughs> The Washington D.C. presentation. You know, the more, the more you beef up your resume, yesterday's price ain't today's price, baby. Yeah. That's <laughs> exactly. it. That's it. So Fletcher, I want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. It was an absolute pleasure. What we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and say good night to the people, and I'm gonna start us off. Fletcher, your decision making was quite questionable, and I'm saying that because I am not going to suffer in silence. I'm gonna be very voiceless about me being in third place and I'm suffering about it. I cannot believe I am in third, but this is adversity. And I know go. how to get over this adversity. Good night, people. There you go. HLS, go ahead and say good night to the people. Fletcher, you didn't step in the right direction, but it's okay. I'm gonna take a break, analyze what happened, and come back stronger next time. Okay. Hey, logical genius, go ahead and say good night to the people. Uh people. Fletcher, you know, there's something to be said about surrounding yourself with people who are better than you. <laughs> I certainly am better than HLS and so so you. So you guys have targets now. You have a goal to set. It's an unreachable goal, but it's a goal nonetheless. And hopefully one day you will see me in the promised land. Thank you, Fletcher, for being on the show. Good night, everyone. All right. And Fletcher Cleves, please say good night to the people. Hey, good night to the people. I want to leave you with this. How big would you dream if you knew you couldn't fail? However, whatever, whatever that is, understand that, you know, it's not about what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. We all go through adversity. We all have trials and tribulations, but it ain't about what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. So I'm going to leave y'all with those two things to think about. How big would you dream if you knew you couldn't fail? And get out in life and tackle it, baby. You got it. Good night, people. I like that. Thank you. 